Welcome to part two of our series on the differences between the Medicare and the Medicaid program in the United States and the effect each program has on EMS and how that effect differs today in the QMC Board and Caller. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Caller, news and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The Board and Collar podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvat. Today we are focusing on Medicaid or in some areas called medical assistance. Medicaid in America was authorized by Title IX of the Social Security Act and signed into law in 1965 alongside Medicare. While Medicare was intended to provide health coverage for the elderly or disabled, Medicaid was incepted to provide coverage for low-income individuals. All states, the District of Columbia, and the United States Territories offer some form of Medicaid. The federal government establishes the parameters and each state administers the program. In 2014, the Affordable Care Act gave authority for the expansion of Medicaid. The expansion now meant that individuals under the age of 65 and families below 133% of the federal poverty level, or FPL, were made eligible to participate in the program, as well as standardizing the CHIP rules for eligibility and providing benefits. In addition to Medicaid, the Children's Health Insurance Program, or CHIP, and the Basic Health Program, BHP, are also available to low-income individuals. CHIP covers children's health benefits for families whose income is too high for Medicaid, up to 200% of the federal poverty level. Additionally, the Basic Health Program provides health coverage for low-income families whose income fluctuates high and low at times. The effect of the Medicaid program can be substantial on EMS systems and the reimbursements that they receive for transports of Medicaid, CHIP, and BHP-covered patients. Medicaid payments in many states are absolutely horrible for all services, but especially for ambulance transportation. In most states, the reimbursement level for ambulance is so grossly underfunded that it's almost laughable at times. Plus, many states refuse to pay or follow narrow guidelines for ambulance claims adjudication. Medicaid-eligible patients are a protected class, which locks the ambulance service into accepting subpar reimbursement levels that rarely come close to covering the cost to provide EMS services to these patients. There are those people we refer to as dual eligibles of age and income level to qualify for Medicare based on their age and Medicaid based on their low income. Many states will not cover the 20% copay for Medicare fee-for-service and the EMS agency is stuck accepting only the 80% of the Medicare fee schedule for that area with the inability to collect the remaining 20% given that the patient has no monetary resource to pay the bill. Over the years, I have seen the lasting effects of a lagging American economy on the bottom line. People lose their jobs because their place of employment shuts down and in order to protect themselves with health coverage, they join the Medicaid ranks. Former President Obama also worked hard to expand the Medicaid program, which meant that many times our office has reviewed client accounts whose volume of Medicaid patients now accounts for a much larger percentage 
of the organization's payer mix, some increasing to the point of doubling over a few years. And this trend then equates to similar or even increased volume, not followed proportionally by equal revenue increases. Plus, given the nature of our mission and unlike some other healthcare providers, EMS agencies do not have the luxury of refusing to serve Medicaid patients. Providing the same services at the same cost to patients for less money than we receive from other payers, while all the time the Medicaid payer section as a percentage is sometimes doubling. It is a difficult balancing act for EMS agency administrators trying to desperately balance their budgets. A very challenging issue, folks, and one that we are forced to deal with whether we like it or not. I hope the information I provided to you was helpful. My name is Gary Harvat. I'm the Director of Client Services with QuickMed Claims. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have a great day. And hey, be safe out there. <music>